Yes. We're up to the beginning of Chafamid Aleph. Uh, the Gemara says, Hahu Barucha, there was a goat, the Chazalifta Puma Dedana, that he saw a turnip on top of a barrel. So he sees the turnip on the top of the barrel. Sarik Vesalik. So he climbs its way to the top of the barrel. And Ochalifta Vitavladana, he ate the turnip and in the process destroyed the barrel. So the question is, he's, so the, the turnip is Shane, it's Chai for Shane. The question is, is breaking the barrel Shane? Or actually, the more Karen, because he actively broke it. It wasn't uh, regular, it was more in the process of traveling. Why is it called Shane? Because he. Because it's in the process of eating. It got broken. Shane is eating. Shane is eating. So, Rava So, Reva felt that he's obligated. For the turnip and for the barrel, Nezek Shali, meaning it's not Karen. My time. Kivan, I, it's not normal for a goat to break a barrel. Kivan, the Urchala Mechalifta, since it's normal for a goat to eat a turnip, Urchanam, it's normal for him to climb up and in the process break it. Meaning breaking a barrel is an act of Karen in general, but over here it's in the process of eating. So it falls under the category of Shane. But if it's normal, then breaking the barrel is, gets no Hanah. The turnip is Shane fine. That's why it's a regular. Well, it could, could be Shane or regular. You know what? I take it back. It could be Shane or regular. The point is either it's way, not it's Karen. Either way, it's full Yeah, yeah. The point is it's not Karen. Meaning I normally damaging a barrel is Karen. The answer is this damaging was in the process of eating. Right. So that's normal. Okay. okay. Now this next Gemara... I, and this is for Shus Hanuzik. Yeah, it would have to be. Now, this next Gemara I have a little bit of a problem. Uh, but we'll go through it. It's, it's not complicated. It's just, I, I, there's one problem that I have. I think it's a Machalik Zershayna, but I'll just go with Rashi's Pshat. I'll tell you Rashi's Pshat. We'll see what the problem is. Omar Ilfa, Vehema Bershesarab. You have an animal, Bershesarabim. Poshtat Savarav Achel Meagabichavertis. You have two, uh, two horses walking in Bershesarabim. One of the horses on his back has a bag full of uh, you know, food. One horse sticks his head and uh, eats from the, the bag on the back of the other horse. Now, this is Rosh Hashanah. Now, the rule is, Shein Rosh Hashanah is Potter. So, he should be Potter. Says the Gemara Chayevus. He's Chayev. Why? Because the seed, the food, is on the back of the horse, and the horse is a Chatzar, so it's considered as if he ate from private property. Even though it was in Rosh Hashanah, but it's like you put your hand in someone's car. In the car is Rosh Hashanah, within a Rosh Hashanah. So, it's technically eating within Rosh Hashanah. Even though, again, it was on Main Street, but because he ate from the back of the animal, that's considered Rosh Hashayach. Okay, that, that, that's not true. Now here's, let me say, let's bring a proof. The Brais Mamish says in Mavarish, if, if an animal has a basket slung over its shoulder, hanging behind him, and an animal stretched out and ate from it, the animal's chayev. Now this is Rosh Hashayach. So why is it chayev? It's Shane. Shane Rosh Hashanah is Potter. It must be because the basket is on the animal's back. It's considered Rosh Hashanah. So Gemara says, no. No, it could be really, it's considered Rosh Hashanah. So why am I Chayiv? You're not Chayiv for Shane. You're Chayiv for Karen. What's Karen? The cases where the animal hopped on the other animal's back. And that's considered an abnormal way of eating. And therefore it's Karen. That's what Rashi says. Okay, but hold on, but because he's eating in a normal way, so that's called shame. No, it's Karen. 
Kefetis, the animal jumped on the other animal. It's not it normal. It did jump on. Yes, Kefetis, the animal jumped. Right, so it's not Yerushasayachim? The case is it's in Rishasarabim. The animal ate from the other animal's back. The Gemara says Chayiv. Why is it Chayiv? Two options. Either because the back of the animal is considered Rishasayachim and it's a proof to that teaching. The Gemara says no. Really, the back of the animal is not considered Rishasayachim. So why is it Chayiv? It's Chayiv for Karen. Because it's an abnormal way to eat. Now the issue I always had with the issue I'm having with this, just on a personal note, is we just got finished saying that the animal climbing is normal, meaning I find it a bit strange that this is called Karen when the end result is eating. It's just eating in an abnormal way. You see from Rashi that it's not just the end result, it's how it's being done. Meaning if you have an animal that's eating in a weird way, it's it's hump, hopping on its back legs and just eating. And I, I don't know, it's like, it normally could eat, the food's right here, but it's picking it up and it's, I don't know, it's juggling, whatever. I would look at that as shame. According to Rabbi Art School, they, they actually say... They bring it out of the bottom, I checked it's it. It's unusual they, for a goat to scale a barrel. Correct. So they have a whole thing on the bottom, and I, I checked it right before we came in here. Note 5, they have a whole arichus. The point is, you see from Rashi, and that's what there are other Rishayim that have a different shop. Let's go with Rashi. Rashi, you see from Rashi that... He says the difference is, I'll just tell you, the way they interpret Rashi is that the case of the goat with the barrel, it had to climb the barrel to get to the turnip. This, the animal, did not have to hop around. The animal could have just ate it normally, but the animal is jumping. But I'm just saying, you see from here, this is an aside, you see from here that it's not just the end result, it's how it's being done. Because at the end of the day, it's still eating, which is a very normal activity. But because it's eating in an abnormal way, it goes from Shane to Karen. My point is just, I would not have thought that. That's my point. Okay. The Gemara continues. Where was Rava's source? That eating, that jumping was an abnormal way. Um, jumping is an abnormal way and considered Karen. Aha. The animal is in Rishasarabim. And while it's walking, it's eating. So it's in Rishasarabim. Eating in Rishasarabim is Shane. So it's Potter. Potter. But if the animal stands still in Rishasarabim and eats, it's Chayev. Why, why is it Chayev? It's still Rishasarabim. So says the Gemara. What's the difference? Well, I don't say it. It's in Rishasarabim. It's eating, which is Shane. So what's the difference between walking and standing? So says the Gemara. The answer is the animal is not standing. The animal's jumping. So because it's eating in an abnormal way, it's Karen. That's what the Gemara says. Okay, fine. Jumping? It's jumping. I don't know. It's just jumping up and down to eat the food. It could have just eaten there normally standing, but it's hopping up and down to eat the food. So it's eating in an abnormal way, and, and the Gemara is telling you that eating in an abnormal way is considered Karen. It's a, it's a Chiddush. No, Karen is Chayav in Rishasaram. Shane is Pater in Rishasaram. Karen is Chayav in Rishasaram. It's Chayav, but it's only Chayav. Chayav, 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 what if the animal is dragging the food? I'll give you an example. You have an animal that has a bag of popcorn. Okay? And so if it eats in Rosh Hashanah, it's Potter, because it's Shane. Rosh Hashanah is Chayev. What if the animal takes the bag in Rosh Hashanah, drags it to Rosh Hashanah and eats it? Or vice versa. Do you go by the origin of the food or where it's eating it? That's the Kasha. Okay, going to Kaima Amir Bishazayachid, you have the straw is in Rishazayachid, become Mizgal Gavasi Mishazayachid Shazarab, and it schleps it to Rishazarab. So do you say that it's Potter because it ate in Rishazarab? Do you say it's Chayev because the origin of the food is in Rishazayachid, or vice versa? Mahu. So what's the question? So Tashima, the Tanir of Chia, Masoi, Mikzasi Befnim, Mikzasi Mechutz. You have a 
uh, um, uh, pieces of long straw, uh, long, uh, let's say, um, bamboo shoots, as the Gemara is going to say. And it's partially in Rosh partially in Rosh Hashanah If the animal ate it inside, it's chayiv. But if the animal ate it outside, it's potter. Now the Gemara assumes the case is as follows. You have the food. That's Think of, you're in Rosh Hashanah, I'm in Rosh the, anim- the food is between us. So, so what do the Mishnah say? The Brayse say, if the animal eats in Rosh Hashanah, he's chayiv, and Rosh Hashanah, he's potter. What's the case? He's eating in Rosh Hashanah, and he's pulling it to himself. So that means the food started, a lot of the food started in Rosh Hashanah, but because he's pulling it to himself, and vice versa, if he's in Rosh Hashanah, and he's schlepping the food to Rosh Hashanah while he's eating, right? It's like pasta, he's not just pasta, like he's uh, popcorn, he's just grabbing, he's pulling the bag more, 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 more. It's potter. You see, it doesn't matter where the food is, it matters where the food ends up. That's you see. So the Gemara has two answers. Answer number one is that who says the animal's moving the food at all? Maybe the case is long spaghetti. He stands in Rishas, here's I'm in Rishasiyachid, you're in Rishasarab, this is the border. He stands in Rishasiyachid and eats. What he eats is a chayev. And then he goes into Shurab, what he eats is potter. Who says the food's moving at all? We're looking for a case where the food is moving, and you're assuming he's dragging from one place to the other? Who said? He's chayev for what he ate for the food that was currently in Rosh Hashayachet. And then he runs around, goes to Rosh Hashayachet, and eats that. Who says the food moves at all? Or secondly, Or, could be that case is different. You see, there's a big difference between bamboo shoots and popcorn. That's why I pick popcorn. Why? Because when I take popcorn, right... I'm in Rosh and I'm dragging popcorn to Rosh Most of the popcorn was entirely in Rosh and now it's being moved entirely to Rosh That's what we're looking for. We're looking for a case where the food is entirely changing domains. The case of Rav Chia, where it goes by where he eats, not where it originated, is by bamboo shoots, which they're in both domains. So that's not as clear, because if I have something like a really long spaghetti, starts in Rosh goes to Rosh and I eat it, you say, oh, you see your chayv, because he ate in Rosh Hashanah, even though it's being dragged after Rosh But it's one item that was partially in here, partially out. Uh, that's not the same as you have items like small kernels of popcorn, where 90% of the popcorn was in Rosh Hashanah, and I schlep it to Rosh Hashanah. That's a complete domain change. So there is a difference. That, the Gemara says there's a difference. Yeah, the idea that if you eat Rosh Hashanah, you're chayv, Rosh Hashanah, you're chayv, that is Allah Hashanah. No, it's a pasuk. Beer b'stay Stay it's, it's, yeah. it's not a swear. It's I don't know. I, uh, no, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't. Well, it depends. It depends because it, it there might be a swear for Rosh Hashanah, but now when it's a communal, a communal backyard would also be potter. So the, the case of popcorn doesn't really. I'm saying it's it's more of a pasuk. Popcorn isn't so good because when you're moving the popcorn, you're moving the whole entity. Yeah, no, no. So my point is, my point is, so forget about popcorn down a bag. He's just schlepping. My point is, it's kernels right. that are being moved entirely from one domain to the other. Of Chia's case is where it's long bamboo shoots, so it's partially in, partially out. It's, it's in both domains, so it's not as much of a change. Okay. Uh, now, th- this next point I, I want to make clear. Look at the Mishnah. I'm going to read you the Mishnah. I'm going to read you the Mishnah, and I, I, I'll read you the next line, and you'll see there's two ways to understand it. The Mishnah says, if you're, it's talking about eating. So it says, Achla I'm sorry. Um, if an animal eats fruits or vegetables, it's chayev for shein. Then the Mishnah said, 
If let's say the animal, instead of eating food, eats clothing, so then it's not shame, that's abnormal, that's keren. So far, so good. Then the mission said the following line. When is this true? But if that happens, it's potter. Now there's two ways to look at that line. The most simple way to read that Mishnah is as follows. The animal eats apples is chayiv, because it's shame. If it eats plastic table, it's keren, because it's abnormal. When is Shane Chayiv in Rishas Arabim? But if it eats it in Rishas Yachim, if it eats in Rishas Arabim, it's Potter. But what if the animal were to eat a table in Rishas Arabim? Chayiv. Karen in Rishas Arabim, there's no difference. But there's another way to read the Mishnah. And that is, if the animal eats apples, it's Chayiv. Karen in Rishas Arabim? Karen in Rishas Arabim is Chayiv. Karen, there's no difference. It's only Shane Varegel. The animal eats apples, is Shane. The animal eats a table, it's Karen. When is this chayiv, rishasayachib, rishasaram, it's potter, even on the keren? Meaning, there's a possibility to read the Mishnah that when the animal eats something abnormal and it's keren, it's still potter in rishasaram. Now, why would that be? We'll explain. But there's two ways to look at it because the Mishnah just says, shain, keren, rishasayachib, chayiv, rishasaram, potter. So I could look at it as rishasaram, potter on the shain, but on the keren, it's chayiv. Or no, rishasaram is potter on both. And for some reason, if an animal eats something abnormal in Rishasaram, it's also potter. Even though Karen is chayv in Rishasaram, you could read the Mishnah that if the animal eats something abnormal, which is Karen, it's potter in Rishasaram. Now, why? Explain in a moment. The Gemara says, Ahai. Well, the whole is a area. But not for Karen. But not for Karen. Not for eating. Maybe it's a No, but it's still Karen. It's Karen is Karen. So the Gemara so says, Ahai. Which case? Um, Rav Akulu. Rav says akulu, meaning Rav holds that if an animal eats something abnormal, in Rishus Arab means potter. Why? So my timer, kol hameshane uba'acher vishina ba'potter. You wonder why Rav says a very interesting shita. If you do something abnormal, and then my animal does something abnormal to your abnormality, I'm potter. Meaning, what's the case? My animal is eating a light bulb in Rishus Arab. So it's, it's, it's Karen, because it's in a light bulb, it's not normal to eat. Says Rav, Potter. Why? The answer is, why are you leaving a light bulb in Rosh Hashanah? You did something abnormal by leaving that item in Rosh Hashanah, and then my animal said, hold my beer, and then it did something even more abnormal. The answer is, abnormal against abnormal is Potter. So Karen in Rosh Hashanah, the classic case is my animal just gores. There's no abnormality. You didn't do anything wrong, you just walk in there. But over here... Because you left the thing there, which is abnormal, and then my animals did something abnormal to that abnormality, Rav feels his potter. That's Rav Shita. The Gemara says, Shmuel disagrees. He says, no, Shmuel says, no, 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 no. The potter in Rosh is for the eating the apples. Eating the light bulb is chayv in Rosh because it's Karen. So it's Machlik is Rav and Shmuel. You did something, you did something normal. Just because you did something abnormal, the animal did something normal, you're chayv. Like, Correct. It's very strange, but he's saying this, call him Shaina Mishanaba, meaning I guess it's like, what, what do you want me to do? Like, I shouldn't expect that, I guess. I don't know, I'm not you sure exactly. Leave, so if you, do normal, you should leave, right, apples in Rosh Hashanah. Apples might be normal, though. Uh, so the, the explain at the bottom, Chazanish, the rationale of the principle that if I did something, you did something abnormal, then my animal did something abnormal on Potter, is that the Torah does not require 
the damage of the pay, since we consider as if the injured party had brought the damages upon himself by acting irregular. And you do something strange, expect strange to come back. You ask for strange, you're going to get strange. No, 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 no. Apples, you're going to be part of because it's shame. I, my, you left light bulbs there. My animal ate the light bulbs. I'm also part Why? It's Karen. The answer is, what are you doing leaving light bulbs there? You, you bring in problems onto yourself. Right. Okay. So the Gemara says, Lakish also said a similar concept. And Rishlakish follows his shita. Dam Rishlakish. Rishlakish follows this shita that if you do something abnormal and I respond with an abnormal thing, I'm potter. So the light bulbs he'd be into. Why? Dam Rishlakish. He said a similar concept. Shte paris b'shisaram. You have two oxen walking in b'shisaram. Achas revutsav, achas malachas. One animal is just sitting there. It's not normal, for the record, for oxen to just sit. They don't just sit. But one animal just sits there. The other animal is walking. So what does the animal do? Animals do not just to squat. No. Animals don't just squat. They're not using the bathroom. No. They lie down, but just to sit. It's like a dog just sitting there. But an ox? No, it's not a normal thing to do. So you have these two walking. So one's walking, one's squatting. If the walker kicks the squatter, it's potter. Why? Because you're doing something strange. Kicking is Karen. So I should be chayev. Answers, what is your animal doing squatting there? Your animal doing something strange, so my animal responded with something strange as potter. But, revutza malacha is chayavis. But if the animal that's squatting kicks the animal walking, he's chayav. Because the animal walking didn't do anything strange. So you see, this is a raya Rish Lakish has to the concept with the light bulb. That as long as one does something strange, the other one responds with strange, it's potter. The Gemara says, Rav Yechonon disagrees. He says, no, loishonon peris v'yorakos v'kusus v'kem chayavis. Rav Yechonon, back to the original question, Rav Yechonon feels that if I left a light bulb in Rosh Hashanah, and then your animal ate it, your animal is chayav. Now, just a quick question. There's two cases of strange. We seem to be the same. One is your animal, leave, you leave a, a light bulb in Rosh Hashanah, my animal eats it. Rav Yechonon says, chayav. Right, chayav. Even though you did something strange, my animal is chayav. Then in Rishlakish's case, the animal, one animal squatting, and the other animal kicks it. Rishlakish is potter. Why? Because what is the animal doing squatting? The question is, so Rav Yechanan said about the light bulb case, that if you leave a light bulb and my animal eats it, it's, it's, it's chayev. We assume the reason why he's chayev is because he doesn't believe in this whole concept. Rav Yechanan doesn't believe in this whole, like, strange plus strange equals potter. The Gemara says, Does Rav Yechanan disagree with the whole premise? The answer is, The answer is, Rav Yechanan believes in the concept. He just doesn't believe it's so strange to leave a light bulb in Rosh Hashanah. I mean, Rav Yechanan is into it. Rav Yechanan, in the case of the squatting animals, Rav Yechanan is into strange plus strange equals potter. So why by the light bulb case does he say chayv? Because he says, why is it so strange for me to leave something on Main Street? I know I'm going there anyway, so I left it there. It's such a strange thing. I left a box on Main Street, not in the place where people can walk out, whatever, in a way that it won't stumble people. I don't think, I mean, Rav Yechanan is into the strange kalach, he just doesn't think it's so strange. Okay. Vaitur the Gemara. Now, okay, ne- next concept. The Mishnah said... Let's say my animal eats in Rishus Aravim, so you say potter. But you're still chayiv to pay something. You pay Mishalemis Mashanenis. You pay what the animal benefited from. What do you mean? In Rishus Aravim, what's the things growing? No, you, you left something there. So somebody leaves something there. You, you're walking from Main Street, and you, put, you have wasamins, you have a bag of apples, you just put down for a second, and my animal chops it up. 
The question is, so the Mishnah said, you don't pay for the apples, but you pay mashanenis. You pay what you benefited. What, what does that mean? I don't pay for the apples, but I pay what I benefited. So the Gemara says, the kama, and how much do you pay for that? Rabba Omer, Dmei Omer. Rabba says you pay the value of straw. Let's say my animal ate steak. Very, very high in steaks. I don't pay for the steaks, but I pay for the fact that my animal's not hungry. Meaning, I would pay, how much would it cost for me to pay to feed my animal straw, the cheapest food? So that, that you have to pay. Okay. Rabba Omer, Dmei Sarim Bazil. Rabba says, no, 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 we don't go straw. Straw is super cheap. Go barley, which was a high-end food for animals, if you would buy it cheap. Meaning, you go over to someone and you say, listen, your animal ate super high-end food, the best barley on the market. I'm potter because it's Rishas Rab. I understand your potter. So Rabba says, just pay straw. The value straw. Rabba's like, listen. No, because you still got benefited from it. I still benefited from your thing. I mean, maybe I'm not going to pay for the hezek, but I still, uh, I still benefited from it. You're potter from the hezek, but you still have to pay the hana. The point is, though, so what do you have to pay? So Rabba says you pay straw. Rabba says, no, nah, no, nah, don't pay straw. Pay barley on a discount. If you go to the average farmer, you say, listen, would you feed your animal barley? They'll be like, yeah, in a perfect world. I'm not paying for it. What if I can get you 40% off? Yeah. I, I, I. So you pick an amount of a discount that the average farmer would be willing to spend. That's what you pay. Okay, fine. So it's a machloikas. Tanya kavase de Rabba, Tanya kavase de Rabba. Barley, according to Rashi, was like the highest end thing that you could feed an animal. So, Tani Kavasi the Rabba, Tani Kavasi the Rabba. We have Bryce that support both. Tani Kavasi the Rabba, we have Bryce that supports Rabba that you pay straw. Rav Shimbaechoi says you pay for the value of straw. Okay. Meaning, regardless of what it ate, you pay for the value of a meal of straw. Tani Kavasi the Rabba, we have a Bryce that backs up Rabba. Imnenis, Mishlemis, Mashanenis, Ketzad. The Bryce says, what does the owner pay? If the animal ate a cob or two cobs, I don't have to pay for that value of, of what it ate. You figure out how much would an owner pay to feed his animal the highest end thing, barley. Not at regular market price, because he's not willing to pay that, but you figure out how much would a, how much would a farmer pay. If it's a 60% off, would he pay? Yeah, he'd, he'd spend he'd, he'd, he'd spend if it was 60% off. That's what you pay. Okay. Uh, similarly, if the animal ate something that was um, bad for her, if the animal ate something, uh, according to this opinion, you, you figure out like how much the market value, and then you do like a discount. If the animal ate something that's like poison, obviously I don't have to pay. Because I didn't benefit. You know, I'm not paying for the hezek. The question is, do I pay for the benefit? There's no benefit. My animal's now sick from this. So, yeah, you put it. Okay. Now, Nusugya, until the end of the daf, this from my days in yeshiva, there's a very famous sugya. This is called Zenen of Chaser. This is the famous Zenen of Chaser. You have a situation where one person benefits from the other and the other person doesn't lose. Zenen of Chaser. Do I have to pay for such an arrangement? And we'll see what this has to do with our Mishnah. The Gemara says, you weren't with us this past Shabbos. You missed a good Shaila in Yeshiva. What's the Shaila? Not turning yet. What's the, what's the Shaila that they asked? I squat. Adam has an extra apartment that he's not using. I squat in the apartment. I stay in the apartment. The question is, do I have to pay? 
That was the question. Do I have to pay rental fee if I'm staying, I'm squatting in his apartment? So the question is, without his knowledge, by the way. The question is, well, the question is, uh, again, back then they had a different, uh, they didn't mind as much if it wasn't going to be used. So the question is, what exactly is the scenario? Hey, what's the case? Now, okay, there's two scenarios. You could have a scenario, again, Adam has an extra apartment that I'm staying in. This could be multiple cases. Now, does Adam plan on renting it out? If he plans on renting it out, then it's Zechaser. I'm stealing his ability to rent it out. If he's not going to rent it out, let's say he's not going to rent it out, and I don't pay for rent because I have multiple houses available, right? Let's say I have another, I'm not homeless. I have another place to live for free. So he's not expecting any rent anyway. I wouldn't pay anyway. So it's I'm not really benefiting. What am I benefiting from? A free place? I have free places options. So that can't be the case. If it's a place that he doesn't expect to pay rent, takes he wasn't going to rent out, and I'm not going to pay rent anyway because i got a couple other options. i got a free place to stay anyway. So then He's not losing because he wasn't going to rent it out anyway. I'm Lonena. I'm not really benefiting because I have a free place anyway. That can't be the Shiloh. The opposite also can't be. Let's say it's a case where Adam wants to rent it out. And I'm willing to pay, but I'm staying for free. So that's Zenena Vizechoser. I'm stealing his ability. I'm hurting him. That can't be a Shiloh either. Of course I have to pay for that. The case is as follows. The case is Adam is not expecting to rent it out. But I'm willing to pay rent, meaning I'm, I'm homeless. I need a place. The question is, do I have to pay? So it's Zenana, I'm benefiting, but he's not losing because he wasn't going to rent it out anyway. So Zenana, do you have to pay? So the Gemara says, my. Can the squatter say to the owner, what does it matter to you anyway? You weren't going to rent it out anyway. It was staying vacant. What does he care? On my block, there's, there's a house that for the last, I'd say, I think it's like 17 years, it has not been, it's a fully detached house. There hasn't been a person in 17 years. I don't know how wealthy you have to be to have a house in Kew Garden Hills and not completely not use it. So if someone were to break in there, and the guy doesn't even know that he owns it. So, it's Zenana, the guy's benefit. So, can the squatter say to the owner, what do you care anyway? You weren't using it. Perhaps, they go to the next page. Or perhaps, the owner can say, well, you're benefiting from it. you got to pay. So, that's the question. It's Zenana Vizelochaser. And that's what we're going to be dealing with the rest of the da- today's daf of Zenana Vizelochaser. So, Amrle Masisanhi. So, Rechizda said to Rami Barchama, it's Mamish Mefurish in our Mishnah. First of all, even if you guys would think, I wouldn't, you're not going to think of it. So he says, it's Mavur Shana Mishnah. So he says, hi, Masi, he said, which Mishnah? He says, do something for me. you got to work for it. You want Torah, you got to work for it. So Shakal Suja Karachle, so he folded his, his, uh, his, his uh, coat, whatever. You know what the Mavur Shana Mishnah? My animal eats your food in Rosh Hashanah. I don't pay for the food, but I pay for what I benefited. Oh, it's Zenen of Vizelochaser. I benefited from the food and you didn't lose anything. That's what he said. Yeah. Huh? No, but I'll tell you what he said. He's looking for Zenen of Vizelochaser and he says, Mephoshar Mishnah. Why? My animal eats your food in Rosh Hashanah. I have to pay for the benefit. I am Zenen. I'm benefiting from my animal aid. Vizelochaser. You didn't lose anything. Huh? 
No, you didn't lose anything because what'd you lose? It's a good kasha. Okay, it's a good kasha. Fine. But he said, it's an example of Zen and of Zalachah. So one person is benefiting, one person is not losing. Because the person in Rosh Hashanah, what is he losing? Food. Put that Shailan aside. Okay. But that's what he said to him. So the Gemara says, Amarava, Kamali Cholib, Margaret, Gavad, Rava said, How, uh, you know, how Choshev is it for a person? That just accepts what his Rebbe says without asking it. Why? It's no Shaykhist to our Mishnah, but he just said, Thank you, Rebbe. So it's, it's like, shows you. So, so he's positive or negative on this? Well, Rav is saying, I don't get, I don't see how it comes from our Mishnah, but I'm impressed that he just said, Thank you, Rebbe. I'd say so he's positive about the, the person who accepts what the Rebbe says. Yeah, 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 he's positive. He's just saying, he's just saying, I don't, I don't see what he says. No, he said, Baruch Hashem, you get such a Munas, uh, Munas Chachamim. I don't see Shaykh's Bakhlaw. Why? He says Zen Nana Vizakhasar. How does Zen Khasar? That's not Zen Anavazeli Khasar. My animal is Nana and you don't lose anything. You lost food. <laughs> That's the Khasar. The Gemara says, so where is Rabbi Bakhami coming from? Rambachama Savar Stam Paris Bishisaram Mafguri Mafkalu. Rabba felt that the average person that puts food down or Shisaram is Mafkar. So they just not So that that's his point was it's Zen Nana Vizeloi Khasar and you still have to pay. Meaning, I didn't lose anything because I wasn't planning. I, 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 I was like earning mafkar. It's not yours. It's a good shayla. Your mafkar food means you have to pay hezeker. Like even if you eat. Now, so so Tyson says the Tyson's of you. So Tyson's bothered by Yakasha. Tyson's saying, well, if it's actually hefker, then it's not who, who you're paying. Right. So Tyson says it doesn't actually mean that it's actually hefker. It just means that the person doesn't think he's going to get full value for it. Like you put it down, you know there's a chance. You're like, I'm probably not gonna get full value. So like, I'm co- meaning basically the owner is like cool with just getting that nana value. It's like what you said, he's not losing out. So it's zenana vizeloi chaser. Okay. Yeah. So it was what's Tyson's lashon? Tyson's lashon is of kori mafker loy legamri. Tyson doesn't mean that he's actually mafker. The imk and afilu mashen enesleim shalom. You wouldn't be pay at all. El miayish b'mshesav sheyakalkul machmas sherabim darsim aleim ashaliyavu l'dmei mashen enes. You know that when you put it down in rishas sherabim, you are not going to get full market value. So I'm I, that's out. So I didn't really lose much anyway because I knew I wouldn't get market value anyway. So zen nana the animals benefit and zelochos so I didn't lose and he still have to pay. I don't know. It's 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 still a stretch because. If I didn't get paid at all, I, I'm 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 chaser that I, I, I don't know. Okay, let's go weiter. We're looking for the discussion of zen and of zeli chaser. So article has a picture, but it's pretty obvious. Think of it as as almost a cross minus the bottom. So you have Shimon, Reuven, and Shimon are neighbors. Reuven surrounds Shimon on three sides. Rashi's vision. In my gemara, I didn't have a vision. Oh, that yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, okay, good. So, so Reuven surrounds Shimon on three sides. Okay, so here's the case. So Reuven's on the outside and Shimon's on the inside. So Reuven surrounds Shimon on three sides. And he puts up a fence between his domain and Shimon's domain on three sides. The inner fence he builds. Now, by the way, Shimon's very happy with this because... He gets a fence, his area is being fenced in. It's good to have your area fenced in. Okay, but it's only on three sides. So says the Gemara, Reuven cannot say to Shimon, pay me for the value of the fence. Why? I, you're benefiting. Shimon's like, I'm not benefiting because one side of my field is completely exposed. 
right? So he's not really benefiting at all from these three sides because what does is, what is offense on three sides do if there's a complete breach on the fourth side? Nothing. But, you could deduce from this that if Reuven had built the wall on all four sides, let's say Reuven lived, uh, owned below Shimon as well, and he mamish fenced him in on all four sides. Now Reuven's doing it for himself, but Shimon benefits from this, and now his field is protected. He could ask Shimon to pay for it. Now wait a minute. That's Zenana. Shimon is benefiting. Reuven's not losing anyway. He was going to put up the fence anyway. Reuven put up the fence. Look at the picture. Reuven put up the fence around Shimon's domain for his own reasons, selfish reasons. If he surrounds it on all four sides, he could ask Shimon to pay for it. Why? Reuven, Shimon doesn't lose. Reuven was going to build the fence anyway. But Shimon benefited. Zenana v'zelo chaser chayiv. So he says, the fact that Shimon has to pay, even though Reuben's, what is, Reuben would make the exact same fence without Shimon. So the fact that he has to pay means why? Because Shimon benefited. You benefit, you pay. Even though this, is, this construction was going to happen with or without him. So Gemara says, no, it wouldn't. I'll tell you why. Reuben is actually losing because of Shimon. If there was no Shimon, he would not have to make this whole complicated fence work. If Shimon didn't exist, he could just use the outer fence. The fact that he even, right, he, the Gemara's point is, he was going to make this fence with or without Shimon. No. Without Shimon, the outer fence of Reuven's property would suffice. The fact that he needs to make an inner fencing is only because of Shimon. So it's Zen Nana, Shimon's betting, Vizachoser. Reuven's actually losing money because of Shimon, because he's got to build a lot more fence work to make up for the property that Shimon's in the middle of. So the Gemara says, Shani Hosamamali, Atkaramtamali, Akafiyaser, Reuven could say to Shimon, no, 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 I'm not paying because Zenan Vizelachaser, Zenan Vizelachaser. Let's keep going. Tashima, Rav Yossi then said on that Mishnah, now I looked up the Sugim Baba Basra, it's a Sugim Baba Basra, I think it's Abdalad. It's a homachalik to understand the subtleties between Rav Yossi and the Rishim. It's a very similar shita. Rav Yossi said as follows. Let's say Reuven does the first three sides on the outside. So we said if he just does three sides, he can't ask Shimon to pay because Shimon's bottom part of his field is exposed. Let's say Shimon then builds the bottom field, the bottom fence himself. So Reuven does the top three, and then Shimon on his own does the bottom one. Then Shimon has to pay for all four. He has to mishtatif in all four. Why? Because he shows that he's into it. The fact that he built the bottom one is his way of saying, thank you for the top three. Says the Mishnah, time is the good thing. What if it's the opposite? What if he had one and the other three were built afterwards? Same thing? Oh, so the Gemara says that. Time at the Gadar Nikov, it's Mavish's Gemara. But Ruben would have to maybe contribute for the bottom fence too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that I don't know. That's a second of us. I'm not sure. Time at the Gadar Nikov, Hamakif Potter, that implies what, what, you, what you said, and that is that you only have to pay because Shimon did the bottom fence. But if Reuven had done the entire fence without Shimon's involvement, you'd be putter according to Rav Yossi, not like what we just saw. So what do you see? Why are you putter? Because then... Nah, nah, nah. I know, so your my case, I don't know. I know, I know, I know. But oh, I don't know. It's, okay. it's Baba Basa, I don't okay. know. So the Gemara says, The implication is that in the case where, again, according to Rav Yossi, if Shimon builds the bottom fence... If Shimon builds the bottom fence, it's Zen Nana Vizelo Chaser and it's Potter. Shimon doesn't have to pay. If Reuben builds the bottom fence, Shimon does not have to pay. I is Zen Nana Vizelo Chaser. It's Potter. So the Gemara says, no. Shani Hassan Damale Lididi Sagile Benetiri Barzuza. You want to know why Shimon doesn't have to pay? Because Shimon says, listen, what, what, what's the reason why he. Okay. 
Shimon is benefiting from the fence. Reuven's not losing because he was going to build the fence anyway. And you see Shimon is potter. Zanana v'zelochaser is potter. You want to know why he's potter? Because Shimon could say, I, I didn't want such a fancy fence. Right? Reuven comes into me saying like, build a, you have to pay me for the fence. And Shimon says, why? He says, because you're benefiting. And Shimon says, yeah, but you would make the fence anyway. Yeah, but zanana v'zelochaser. Potter. The answer is, in general, maybe Zenan of Zelochaser is Chayiv. Why over here is a potter? Because Shimon could say, you didn't ask me. I wouldn't have made such a fancy fence. I would have taken a piece of some rocks and some barbed wire, cost me 10 bucks. I would have put it up. Meaning, in the case where it's Zenan of Zelochaser, but it's, it's sort of the value is fixed. Construction is not like that. I build like, a, we share a wall. I build the most expensive wall on the market. It's like, you have to pay. You'd be like, dude, I, I wouldn't have made such a fancy fence. That's why it's not a, it's not a fair assessment. That's not comparable to other cases of Zen and Vizalachasar. Oh, maybe in general, Zen and Vizalachasar is Chayib. Why would the Shimon not pay? Because Shimon could say, I, 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 hey, I wouldn't have made such a fancy fence. You make a cheaper fence, then yeah, I'm, I'm in. I wouldn't have made such a fence. You're hurting me. I wouldn't have made such an expensive fence. Tashimah, the Gemara says, Okay, you have Reuben and Shimon are tenants. Reuben, Reuben owns the, <coughs> Reuben owns the, Reuben owns the, the bottom, the bottom floor, and Shimon owns the top floor. Oh, yeah, okay. Reuben owns the bottom floor, and Shimon owns the top floor. Okay, house falls. So Shimon says to Reuben, can you please build a bottom floor? I can't build the top floor without you building the bottom floor. Reuben says, no, I don't want to. So here's the halacha. So again, Shimon owns the top floor, Reuben owns the bottom floor. Shimon said, listen, we're rebuilding the house. I'd like you to pay for half of it. You do. You pay for the bottom floor. Would you all want to re- rebuild it the way it was? Reuben's like, no, I don't want to. So you know what he does? The halacha is, Shimon builds two floors, and stays in the bottom floor until Reuben wants to come back. And once Reuben wants to pay his half, then he'll go to the top floor. Okay, that's the halacha. Fine. But, but it's not his property. What do you mean? Well, well, yeah, they, they, he, he built the bottom floor, and he's allowed to stay in the bottom floor until Reuben comes. Then he'll go to the top floor, and Reuben will pay. What happens if he never wants to come back? I don't know. That's an point. But here's the Gemara's point to here. What's the what's the shaykhs over here? Shimon, who stayed on the bottom floor, does not pay Reuben rent. He pays Reuben has to pay. He accepts payment for the building. He does not pay Reuben rent, right? But think about it. He was in Reuben's property for those six months. He does not pay rent. Why? Because Zenana v'zelochaser. What does Reuben care? Who's he didn't even want the building at all. So you see, Zenana v'zelochaser is potter because Reuben doesn't. Shimon, who's been staying in Reuben's house, doesn't have to pay rent. So the Gemara says, "You'd see as who the mechayiv lebalabai is hascharay Over there, he pays the expense, but he doesn't. The, the rent is not deducted. Shimon does not pay rent. Why? Oh, Shmamina zen enem zelochaser pater. It's zen enem zelochaser. He said, Shimon said, "What do you? What do you care? Who stays in your house? I built it, man. You weren't even going to stay here anyway. So what's the halacha?" So that's a source. It's Zenan Vizel Chasser's Potter. The answer is no. Shani Hasam de Basel Ali Mashtabit. That's not a good case. Why? Zenan Vizel Chasser is not usually involving a case where one person has a monetary claim against the other one. Shimon has a claim against Reuben, forcing him to build a house. 
The reason why Shimon doesn't have to pay, it's not like Zen and Vizal. Zen and Vizal is the standard case. I just I break into your house and I squat. You don't know me, I don't know you. You don't care because you weren't going to rent it out anyway. I'm benefiting. That's a Shaila. Over here, Shimon has a Taina. He could take Reuben to court. So it's a different, it's not, the, the reason why we allow him to stay rent free and we don't have a Taina, we don't force him, is because Reuben was wrong in this case. Reuben is required, according to law, again, I'm not holding in these sugyas, to rebuild his section of the house that they shared. So it's not a fair assessment regarding other cases. That's why Shimon doesn't have to pay rent. Here's the Gemara's opposite view. Toshima, Rav Yudah disagrees. Rav Yudah actually feels that Shimon has to pay rent. Ay, it's Zednen, Evizel, Ochasi, you see it's Chayiv. Rav Yudah, Oymer, Avzeh, Adar, Bechatzah, Chavir, Shlomi, Daito, Yitzarech, Laolis, Eschar. Shmami, no Zednen, Evizel, Ochasi, Chayiv. Let's go to the Rav Yudah Shita. Again, Shimon rebuilds the house, the two floors. Shimon stays in the first floor until Ruben's ready to move in. Ruben pays for his half of the house, and then Shimon has to pay rent. Well, why? What does Reuben care? It's Zenan of Zelochas. He's Zenan of Zelochas. The answer is no, 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 no. It's not Zenan of Zelochas. Shani Hasam Shim Shirusa Dashyasa. Let me ask you a question, right? You, 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 just, uh, you just built a house, yeah? A brand new house. In Queens, brand new, stunning. Someone broke in and lived there for th- six months. You know what the house looks like? It's not brand new anymore. And back then they used to cook inside the dining room. It would make the, it make the walls... It does not have a new car smell. It would make the walls, the walls blacken. The reason why he has to pay in that case, it's not because it's not Zenen of Zelachoser. It's Zenen of Zelachoser. He built a brand new house. He wanted it to be brand new. It's not like the house has been around for 20 years. It's broken anyway. This guy's bought a brand new house and he's like, you, you, you broke in and you, you stayed there. Shimon stayed there. You have to pay. It's not an example of Zenen of Zelachoser. I'll just finish up the daf. Shalchua uh, Bey Ravami. They sent the question to Ravami. Again, the question is, I break into your house and I squat, do I have to pay? Omar, what do you have to pay for? What does he care? Zenan is Potter. That was his opinion. Ravchia Baraba, Omar Baraba says, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They keep on asking Ravchia Baraba the same thing. Ravchia Baraba is not sure. He says, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Maybe Chayev, maybe Chayev, not sure, maybe Chayev. And now when the house is like older and broken, like you're dealing with like think of like in, in the tenants in like a really slum but area. You have to pay it like a little. You'd see it's like uh, something like a minimal, minimal amount. You might have to pay like that. That I'm not sure. But the question is, do you have to pay full value? Yeah, full yeah value. that I'm not sure. I have to check. The point is, so Rav again. Rav Ami felt Zenan Vizeli Chosr's potter. Rav Ami kept on saying the same thing. I'm not sure. Maybe Chayab. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They keep on sending the mamer. Kuli high shalchav azay. He says, "What do you keep on asking me for?" Ilu ashkechib time ilashachalei. If I think of something, I'll let you know. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't. I'm, I don't have a source. Okay. Itma Rav Kahana Rav Yochanan Sarach Lalos Aschar. Rav Kahana said that Rav Yochanan that you'd have to pay rent because Zenan of Zelo Chaser is Chayiv. Rav Avo Am Rav Yochanan Sarach Lalos Aschar. Uh, I'm sorry, Rav Kana Amar Einoit Sarach Lalos Aschar. Rav Kana says the name of Rav Yochanan, you don't have to pay rent. Zenan of Zelo Chaser is Potter. Rav Avo Am Rav Yochanan Sarach Lalos Aschar. Rav Avo says you have to pay. Zenan of Zelo Chaser is Chayiv. It's Machloikis of what Rav Yochanan said. Because he's benefiting. You have to pay for what you benefit from someone. You benefit from another person. That's a service you have to pay. So the Gemara says, 
Um, Rav Papa, Hadar Rav Avo, Rav Papa just clarified that when Rav Avo said that you have to pay rent, Zenan of Zalachaser, Zchayiv, Labaferishit Marav Kalanzar, he was actually, he never heard it from Rav Yochanan directly. He deduced it from a case. He actually never heard it directly. And anytime you don't hear something directly, there's room for uh, misinterpretation. So when he said, when he heard Rav Yochanan say that you have to pay, that Zenan of Zalachaser, Zchayiv, he didn't hear Beferish. He heard it from a case, and you're going to see the case is not so posh. What was the case? Ditanan. Not al even a kairishal hagdish. Now, very, very quickly, Mamsh, two minutes just to finish up the daf. We know that there's a concept called mi'ila. Mi'ila means benefiting from the base of Mikdash. Now, if I I could do mi'ila very easily, I go into the base of Mikdash, I take property from the base of Mikdash, I pick it up and have in mind to keep it. Boom. That's enough to be mild. <laughs> the problem is, what if you're um, a, a gizbar? You're a treasurer of the Beis HaMikdash. It's much harder. Because what are you going to do? You put it in your car? You always put it in your car. Meaning, normally, if I just take it and put it in my car, that's already an act of Meila, because what are you doing taking Hegdash, putting it in your car? The problem is, if you're the Gabai of the Beis HaMikdash, it's a lot harder, because you you, you got to do more than that, because you're you, you, the things that you do every day, you're allowed to, you understand. So the Mishnah says like this, I'm sorry. If the temple treasurer, the Beis Hamikdash Gizbar, puts it in his car, that's not going to be an act of mila because he does that all the time. He's allowed to do that. Okay. But if he gives it to someone else and he says you can keep it, that you can't do. That's already an act of mila because what are you doing then? Okay. Let's say he takes a brick from the Beis Hamikdash and he puts it into his house. He uses it as building the house. It's only Meila when he benefits from it. So he sits under it, he benefits from it. What is the example? The case is, why do you have to benefit from it? Just building into your house should be enough of an act of Meila. The case is like, well, you could take a brick and put it with like cement. Of course that's an act of Meila. Here's the case. He had like a, a window that was open. So he just took a piece of plexiglass that belongs to the basement and just rested it on top. That's not an act of me'ila because you didn't do anything to the item yet. That you're just resting it. It happens to be. It's covering up a hole. So if you sit under it, then it's an act of me'ila. Oh, so Rav said, in the name of Rav Avoh in front of Yechonon said the following thing. That's Zen Anavizeli Chaser. Why? You're benefiting from me'ila. Does me'ila, does the... Does the me'ila lose out? Think about it. You're taking a piece of plexiglass. I'm putting it on top of a hole in my house. I'm benefiting from the plexiglass. The plexiglass, is that low chaser? The Beis HaMikdash is not losing. Well, eventually that will take well. I mean, uh, you're supposed to use a plexiglass. For... Well, oh, so the Gemara says, Zoy say meris hadar This, you see from here that if I live in your field without your knowledge... You have to pay. Because the Gemara says, I'm using it without God's knowledge. And uh, and uh, he's not really losing. So it's the same thing. Meaning using Hashem's plexiglass, which is considered an act of me'ila, is the same as breaking into your house. And it's... Now, Rav Yechonah never responded. He just listened. So he thought he was listening because he accepted that as a good taina. So Rav Yechonah just listened. So Rav thought, he was some of the Shasak Maidale, Ravo thought, oh Rav Yechanan didn't object to me. You see, he agrees with me. Zenan of Zelakhaskhaiv. The truth is Lahi. No, he didn't respond because it was so obviously wrong to him. What's the what's the comparison? 
I break into your house and I use your house without your knowledge is the same as Me'ila, using without God's knowledge? There's no uh, God's knowledge. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Yedei HaKol. Therefore, it's considered an act of theft. It's, it's different. You see, when a person, if a person hears about it, he doesn't know about it, then when he finds out, if he doesn't object, it's one thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is different. He knows the whole time. And he's not going to verbally object. Hashem doesn't act that way. Therefore, you cannot compare. In other words, Rav Yechon was quiet. He thought Rav Yechon accepted the title. Rav Yechon was quiet because he thought it was so ridiculous. You don't compare Me'ila to break into someone's backyard without his knowledge. Me'ila is also without Hashem's knowledge and Yechayev. answers, <laughs> settle down. The Gemara says, Kedarava, Damarava, Hegdish Shaloi Midas is Kehedi Midas, Nami. There's no such thing as Hegdish Shaloi Midas. It's theft. It's, it's not Hegdish Shaloi Midas. There's no such thing as Hegdish Shaloi Midas. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, don't do Me'ila, that's Hashem's way of saying, don't use my stuff. Oh, he doesn't know about it. He won't care. He knows. So, that, so the point is, it's not a good title and it's not a good source. This was 12.